has a message for liberals and the mainstream media. You can't handle the truth! So, buckle up, snowflakes, because we're about to deliver the politically direct best in conservative commentary, news, and investigative reports. We're telling the truth, and we're not gonna stop. Okay, liberals, back under the bridge with the rest of your fellow trolls, and oh yeah... Thanks for listening to Right Side Patriots. They are special, special people. On RSPRadio1.com. Welcome to Right Side Patriots on RSPRadio1.com. Craig Andreessen at the National Patriot. Diane Sori at the Patriot Factor. It's Friday night, Friday the 13th. Welcome to it. Hello, Diane. Hello, Craig, and how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm tired. <laughs> I, I am too. I mean, folks, we, we got to tell you right off the top, Diana and I have been monitoring the situation uh, in Israel 24-7 for the last six and a half days. Yep. True. Um, Absolutely. You know, and we'll we'll talk about, you know, Israel here in a little bit on the show tonight. Um, but uh, it, it's... Uh, we're we're not you know on on a good day or on a good night I should say neither one of us sleeps very much right we're both insomniacs but this week we're getting even less sleep I know now and and look, last night when we were on the phone with each other we were trying to figure out the mystery of the building with the lights on it in the middle of Gaza City. And we'll talk more about that in a little bit, but I just got to mention, you know, coming up on uh, Sunday, November 5th, uh, is when the time changes. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. And so that's that's just, what, about three weeks away? Sure. And uh, you know what that means for, for people like you and I? That means one extra hour of insomnia. That's true. That's, that's what that means. <laughs> that is so true. I don't think in my entire life I have slept more than four hours. I inherited this from my father, and I just function on very little sleep. I've been this way since I was a kid. It used to drive my mother crazy. Um, <laughs> I had a morning paper out. And you know, which I had to do at five o'clock in the morning, but I'd be up at one o'clock watching old shows on TV. Ah, you know, okay. But you know, it's the way it is. But yeah, come up uh, November fifth, one extra hour of insomnia. So we got that oh, to look forward um, to. All right, so oh, let's yay. start. <laughs> let's start tonight um, in the House of Representatives, where the Republicans continue to unload both barrels into their own feet. I just don't get it. You know, during these very trying times, we need a Speaker of the House probably more than ever before. And here it is, they're dilly-dallying and playing games. Last night, Steve Scalise... It's sad to watch. It it is, and it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's that's the thing that gets me. It's it's nuts. (coughs) Excuse me. Last night, Steve Scalise withdrew his name from consideration. Right. Now, the reason was he could not get to 217 votes. No, he got close, but he couldn't get get there. He just couldn't get there, okay? Uh, And it wasn't going to happen. So Scalise did the right thing because, you know, when they elected McCarthy Speaker of the House, it took five days and 15 rounds of voting, and that was nuts. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, and Scalise, being the, the stand-up guy he is, said, I don't want to put the, the country through that again, so I'll just take my name out of consideration. Okay. So, uh, today, the nomination. Nomination, not the speakership, just the nomination for it, 
went to Jim Jordan. Right, but he did have an opponent, and his name was Representative Austin Scott. He's a Republican from Georgia. Yeah, and no. he, I, I've never really heard of him, per se. I, I hadn't either, but apparently he didn't have a, a very strong coalition behind him because right. his name was in the hat for about 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it, was, it was really a joke. You know, now Scalise, when when they nominated him, he got 113 votes. Now the number you need to get elected is 217, so he got 113. Right. Okay. Couldn't get to 217. So when they nominated Jim Jordan out of Ohio this morning, he got 124, but he still needs 217. But that includes, you know, the Senate as well. I mean, no, the uh, no, no, Democrats, no. I'm sorry. Yeah. The Democrats in the House as well. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm tired. <laughs> but but know this. Not one single Democrat is going to vote for anybody but one of their own. They have made that well known. They have put their foot down. They, they have said point blank, it's uh, Jeffers for them or nobody. Right. Well, the Republicans who control the House, even very marginally, they're not going to allow that. Right. Uh, they, they, you know, they're not going to allow Jeffries to be the Speaker of the House. Good Lord. Okay. No, but, God, but, the, no. but the problem is, Jim Jordan has to get to 217. Now, right. when, they, when they did this today, when they nominated him, the good news was that he got 134 votes. Mm-hmm. The bad news is 55 Republicans refused to vote for him. Right. But what's going to happen when, let's say, uh, Jordan's name goes in there and then the loyalists to Scalise pull a Matt Gates on them? Well, and that's the problem. Okay, yeah. so here's here's Jim Jordan's hill to climb. Okay, he's got... Tonight, tomorrow, Sunday, and Monday, to try and cobble together 217 votes. Frankly, I don't think he's going to get there. He's not. No, he's not going to get there. Now, would I like him to get there? Yeah, I would have liked Steve Scalise to get there. Mm-hmm. Me too. I would, I would have been okay with either one of those guys, but I don't think he's going to get there. So okay. who are we going to get unless this is a grand plan? And I don't put anything past even our side. To put McCarthy back in. Well, the problem <laughs> with getting McCarthy in is that Matt Gates and his crew of eight mm-hmm. will not vote for Kevin McCarthy. Therefore, he doesn't get to 217 either. Nah, don't go so fast there. All McCarthy has to do is get nine Democrats to come over well. to the Republican side and who knows what deals go on behind closed doors? Well, McCarthy could very well end up speaker again. Oh, now you don't go so fast. The uh, the the liberals, the Democrats in the House, they say they're all voting in lockstep for Jeffries. Period. Well, that's and, not going to happen with the Republicans in control. That's my point. And remember, every single Democrat in the House voted against McCarthy to throw him out. Right. Okay. So the vote is supposed to come up next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Un- unless, unless Jim Jordan can't get to 217, then it won't happen. Or if he can put together a coalition and get to 217, they might hurry up and do it on Monday. That w- what they should have done because of the situation in Israel, they should have uh, been forced to stay this weekend until a speaker was elected. Plain and simple. They've had emergency well, sessions before. They should have had it now. That, that will never happen. And you want to know why, Diane? You want to know why you're so far off base with that? Because you're employing common sense and we'll have none of that. 
That's true. There won't be on either the, side of the aisle, I'm afraid. This is the House of Representatives we're talking about. Common sense yeah. does not apply. That's that's very true. You know? But it's a shame because it's it's hurting the most awful world situation now. It's hurting our government. It's hurting we the people. The game playing in D.C. has got to stop. And the one who's going to screw this all again is Matt Gates. I hope he's happy with himself because he's got the House of Representatives in such a state of disarray right now that, you know, I mean, listen, you, you, you brought up the whole thing with Israel, right? Mm-hmm. Let's not forget, we're already better than a week into the 45 days. We're almost two weeks into the 45 days That's left right. on the continuing resolution. That's right. And nothing is being done. They can't, All they can't even asked for was an extension to discuss things. Yeah. Now we're running down even that extension because nothing is getting discussed. But there is a very important lesson to learn from this, Craig, that everybody needs to understand. The Democrats have one thing over us. They know how to work as a unit. Uh-huh. We do not. That's that's one hundred percent. Yeah. Um and I I think personally, look, I I know you know, if you try to get 217 people to all agree that one person is the right person for something, mm-hmm. it's pretty hard, okay? Oh, of course, of course. <clears throat> Especially in the world of politics. But the situation we're in, I think the entire Republican caucus in the House needs to put on their big boy pants and suck it up and say, okay, we're going to go for this guy, Jim Jordan. We know him. We trust him. Right. He, he may not be our first choice. Hell, he may not be our second choice. But if we don't, if we don't get a speaker in that chair, and I mean quick, this country is going to be in a world of hurt. And I think the Republicans yes. just need to pull up their pants and say, okay, let's do this. I, I agree with you 100%. I don't care if it's Scalise or Jordan. Either one of them is good. Although I hate to lose Jordan in his capacity that he is now, that he's so good at with all the investigations and things. But I think he, he would be a good speaker as well. I, you know, he's, he's brilliant as the chairman of the House Oversight Committee, no doubt. Exactly. You know, but right now... You got to look at what's what's the greater good. Um, you know, keeping the country running, supporting Israel, uh, arriving at a budget. Um, you know, is that the 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 higher good right now, or <clears throat> is having a pit bull uh, at the head of the oversight committee the higher good right now? I think, yeah. personally. Yeah. Getting a Speaker of the House and getting back to business is more important right now. In in this moment, let's put it There's that something way. else they could be angling at, too, Craig. They haven't thought about. Uh, remember last week Trump said, if they asked me, I would do it? Yeah, I thought about that. If Steve Scalise can't get 217... And Jim Jordan can't get 217. I guarantee you Trump can't get 217. Either. No, you know why? You know, no, you're wrong. You know why? The Democrats want Trump to be it. They want Trump to run. They've had four years, just about, to get the uh, machines all lined up in a row. They, they're not oh. going to vote. They're not going to vote for the orange man. No, but the Republicans might completely. It's just a possibility. <clears throat> Remember, you got in the House, you got a big faction that just doesn't like Trump. Period. On the Republican side. Yeah, you, that's you gotta, true. You know, they're not going to vote that's for true. him. And, you know, you can you can afford to lose four votes if you're a Republican running that's for the it. speakership. Four. Right. That's, that's, that's razor thin. All right. 
Trump's not going to get 217. If Jordan can't get 217 and Scalise can't get 217, Donald Trump will never get 217. Seriously, then who's left? I don't know. Call back Trey Gowdy. I don't know. I'm going to put your name in the hat. Oh, God, no, thank you. I mean, I, I like being behind the scenes. I don't want to be in front of I, the scenes. <laughs> I Look, I wouldn't mind uh, Speaker Trey Gowdy, but... It, I, as, I, I would love Trey Gowdy as Speaker. As fractured as the Republican Party is in, in the House right now, do you think even Trey Gowdy could get to 217? No. That's No, that's I think Matt Gates. It, it's going to have to be somebody that Matt Gates and his group approve of. It's crazy. It is that but, but, this one man is it, it, messed up the, it, it, uh, the House speakership. Well, and the problem there is if Matt Gates approves him, Matt Gates approves of Jim Jordan. But mm-hmm. I don't think Jim Jordan can get there because there are a lot of people in the House that don't like Matt Gates. I think crazy. the stunt that he's proven here, um, Matt Gates really needs to go. I mean, this, this is just nuts at this point. So as far as the House is concerned, we're in a holding pattern. We'll know more on Monday. Mm-hmm. Okay, possible vote if if it looks like there's two seventeen, possible vote on Tuesday, but don't hold your breath. That's our advice. That's true. Good advice. All right, so let's turn our attention uh, to the situation in Israel. Now, uh, you mentioned uh, towards the top of the show, you and I were watching this on you know the the operation as it was transpiring live. Uh, mm-hmm. last night, and in Gaza City, all the lights are off, except on top of one building. Yeah, very, very strange. And at first, it looked like two lights. And then when I went real close to the TV, I realized it, it's not a circle, but there were four lights, one in the front, one in the back, one on the left, one on the right. It's a, it's, it's perfectly standing. Israel has not bombed it, and it looks like it's deliberately left alone. And we can't figure out why they're leaving this alone, except today we came up with a very strong possibility. That building might be the main entrance to the tunnels that are all over uh, Gaza, and that might be somewhere through the access through that building where the remaining hostages are being kept. And what people have to understand, uh, on October 7th, 250 hostages were indeed, you know, rescued. Right. Those are not part of the 150 or so that are still missing. Those were uh, um, saved from an area in Surah, which is right outside of Gaza, and they were rescued by special forces of Israel that also helped in the rescue of um, Americans and Afghan translators at that time. They were able, uh, Hamas had no clue that they were coming in. These people are that good, and they did rescue 250 that might have been on the supposed death list that weren't. But that does not take away from the 150 or so, including possibly Americans, that are still being held by Hamas. You know, uh, the the bombing that Israel has undertaken in Gaza, and specifically in Gaza City, um, is really pinpoint precision bombing. Yes. Uh, it's hard to tell at night because everything's dark until there's a brilliant flash of light from one of these uh, pieces of ordnance going off. But during the daytime, it's remarkable how precision the bombing is that Israel mm-hmm. is uh, engaged in over there. Um, they they have – it's – what did I see? What did we hear last night, Diane? Was it 5,000 
bombs. They have dropped. They had dropped so far as of last night, and of course they've continued 6, today. Six thousand bombs have been dropped, um, but they have a little problem because now they're also being forced to fight on the northern front. Hezbollah has awoken in Lebanon. Iran awoken them. Well, you know, uh, last night, um, you know, they were telling, the Israelis were telling Gazans, you've got 24 hours to get out. You know, and specifically in uh, the the north part of the, the Gaza Strip. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's about 1.2, 1.3 million people. Yeah. And, you know, they told him, you got 24 hours to get out. Well, so Diana and I were talking about that. We were on the phone. We were watching this all going on. Literally, maybe 20 minutes later, Hamas told the people there, you're not going anywhere. Don't leave. That's right. That's right. Because what Hamas is doing is they were... They will be using these people as human shields, but not that's that's bad enough as it is. But then they're going to add them to the death numbers of civilians that Israel has killed. Right, they're they're going to be fodder, and then they're going to be uh, numbers used against the Israelis. Don't be fooled, folks. Israel has given these people every chance to evacuate. Right. Um, they have told them uh, for days. They dropped flyers on, on them yesterday. Last night, they told them they had 24 hours. Today, they entered into North Gaza, the Israelis dead, on a very limited scale uh, today, right. doing some preliminary um, scouting work, I guess is probably maybe the best way to put it. Um, but you know the the Hamas terrorists, these barbarians, won't let their people leave. No. No, this is. We're not fighting an enemy like we fought in World War Two, World War One, the Korean War, even Vietnam. We're not fighting that kind of enemy. We are fighting an enemy now. That I'm sorry, and I'm standing with Marco Rubio on this. We are fighting savages. 100%. Okay, these are not people that are part of modern civilization. These are savages. And, and Marco Rubio is in a bit of trouble because he called the Hamas people who cut the heads off of babies that... Uh, you can't call them savages. That's hate speech. Yeah. 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 But cutting the heads off of nine-month-old babies, three-month-old babies, that's okay. That's not savagery. Right. According to it these is. idiots. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, and, and I, I heard Rubio when he said that, when he said it live, when he called them savages. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking, oh, yeah, I mean, you've correctly identified them, Senator Rubio. Now. Yeah. You know, it it took a couple hours, and then all hell broke loose. And oh, you know, Rubio, he's, you know, he's a hater, and he's a, he's just telling the truth, right? Um, you know, I mean, this 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 is kind of crap that we're seeing. It's coming from the left, and um, you know, it's it's uh, it's sad. You wouldn't think in this country you would have people uh, that react that way, but. You know, I, I've got an idea why some of that is. I mean, I, I can't speak for all of it, but I, I've got an idea why some of it is. Israel okay. is generally supported by the Republican Party. Okay, so well, there's, a number of de- there's, there's a number of Democrats who are, I, as much I understand, as they but that's, oppose that's us on everything, they do stand with Israel. I, I understand, but that's that's well beside my point. Generally, as I said, the Democrats hate Israel. Generally, the Republicans support Israel. So mm-hmm. if the Republicans are going to support Israel, there are going to be a, a faction of the Democrats that will support the savages because 
the Republicans are against the savages. Yeah. And for yeah. no other reason. And that's that's such horse crap. Well, you know what's even more amazing? Israel Today wanted Hamas declared by the UN as terrorists. Do you know the UN would not do it? And this surprises it's, you uh, Again, they too. It's okay to cut heads off babies. But no, they're not, they're not uh, terrorists. Then what the hell are they? Oh, yeah, this is the UN Security Council. Right? Yeah. How secure yeah. does the rest of the world feel when the UN Security Council will not label terrorists as terrorists? Right. It just doesn't make sense. The world, really, Craig, has gone mad. As much as um, Matt Gates has sort of kidnapped the house, right. Iran is calling the shots now in the world as to what you can say. And not say. Is why I've always referred to the UN as the United Nations of thugs, thieves, and despots. I call them the useless nations. Yeah, I mean, either way, it's correct. Yeah. You know, but if if Hamas is not a terrorist organization, do tell UN Security Council what does qualify as a terrorist organization. Israel. And is Israel and parents who want to say in what their kids are educated in. That's right. I, you know, I mean, this is how upside down this world has become. This is insane. This is a bizarre world caused by, and I, people aren't going to like it, but this all started with the election of Barack Obama. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it just is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't pull punches yes. around here. So, um, the the situation over there last night uh, was fascinating because mm-hmm. all indications were that uh, a ground invasion was was imminent. Well, it kind of started today, but not not the full force that we thought we would see. That's still to come. Believe me, BB isn't going to let up. Well, you know why. That really, and I really believe that's why it didn't start today, which is really Saturday over there, is because that was the Sabbath. And I think in honor of all those that were murdered and butchered, they gave today the day where a lot of people were laid to rest. Yeah. Um, and I, I have a feeling it's going to be tomorrow. I, yeah, I've got a sneaky suspicion uh, this could actually start in earnest early tomorrow morning, which would be, in fact, late tonight our time. We'll be up. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> not like not like we're going to bed. That's true. Uh, not like not like we're going to take a nap. No. Um, <laughs> you know, but I I would not be one bit surprised if by midnight our time. Uh, tanks are rolling full force. Yeah. And this is going to be a house-to-house search for Hamas operatives. And I hope, as brutal as it sounds, I don't want, I don't want these savages captured. I want them taken out. Yeah, absolutely. What's the sense in capturing them? Right. You know, I mean, honestly, um, you know, uh, we look, we've hit the bottom of the hour here. So, okay, let's take a quick break. We've still got one segment of the show left, 30 minutes, and we've still got plenty to talk about when it comes to the whole situation in Israel with Hamas, with Iran, with Hezbollah, right? you know, and other players uh, that are over there. So let's take the break, and, and when we come back, we'll do the next segment of the show 100%. Uh, the situation in Israel. Let's get a bunch of stuff out there. Folks, stay with us. There's more Right Side Patriots after that. You're listening to Right Side Patriots Radio, the best in conservative commentary, news, and talk where we do away with the politically correct nonsense 
and give you the politically direct truth. This is the home of Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern with Craig Andreessen and Diane Sori. We're working to make this country great again from the right and leaving puddles of melted snowflakes on the left. Thanks for listening to Right Side Patriots, your best bet on the Internet. You're listening to RSPRadio1.com. Hi guys, Diane Sorry from The Patriot Factor on thepatriotfactor.blogspot.com, where I found a home base seven years ago after becoming one of Facebook's long-time Facebook felons, or so I've been told by the Facebook gods. On my blog you will find not only my articles, but our Right Side Patriots investigative reports, as well as stories and links to and from well-known writers and bloggers, plus what I call almost daily memes, my snarky take on news of the day. And for more great takes on the issues of the day, check out The National Patriot at thenationalpatriot.com, where you can read Craig's insight into all the current news happenings. And join us both on Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. EST at rspradio1.com. Welcome back to Right Side Patriots on rspradio1.com. Craig Andreessen at the National Patriot, Diane Sori at the Patriot Factor. It's Friday night, and if you miss any part of tonight's show, go to rspradio1.com tomorrow morning. Click the podcast button. This show and all the others will be right there. Okay, so during the break, we're still trying to figure out what the building with the light on it is in the middle of the (laughs) night. (laughs) The only building in Gaza City that seems to have a light on it. Yeah. Why is that light on? And the only thing that makes sense is that is some kind of marker for Israel. It's not only odd that the light is on, it's also odd that the light is on and Israel isn't bombing it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's some interesting facts about what has gone on so far. You know, we are hearing all about the Israelis taken hostage, and there's a certain amount of Americans that have been killed and taken hostage. But actually, these savages have killed people from 36 different countries, which is quite surprising. And if you adjust the number killed for the amount of people living in Israel, the population, these murders in cold blood amount to six 9-11 attacks. That's pretty staggering. It is. It's very staggering. It's, I, I just, well, to be honest with you, Craig and I are both working on articles on the goings-on in Israel for next week. And the part I'm doing, I'm handling really the the atrocities, the savages. I have another name for them that goes even beyond savages, I think. But um, so we have been spending today having to go through videos of the atrocities, pictures of the atrocities, hearing the stories, like I almost totally lost it when um, a couple of days ago a father was on and his two daughters were captured and one of them was four years old, one was eight years old. And he found out today that the eight-year-old is gone. And he said, I am glad that she's dead instead of what those bastards would have done to her they would have raped her defiled her and brutalized her and when i saw the picture of her it hits too close to home people you know we think israel's over there we're over here 
But when you have an ally as staunch as Israel is to us and we are to them, you feel the pain that these people are going through. And I had friends that, and Craig knows, I've been worried about all week because we reached them the day it happened, but we couldn't reach them after. But thank God, yesterday, they arrived safely back in the United States. But not everybody is able to say that. There's an awful lot of Americans that are still trapped over there. Not only the ones that are being held hostage, but ones that just can't get a flight out. Now, in, in that respect... There have been some private entity comp- uh, companies that have gone over there and started getting Americans out, just as they did in Afghanistan. Um, mm-hmm. Also, uh, Governor Ron DeSantis is mm-hmm. sending uh, some planes over there uh, to try yes. and get some Americans out. And to his credit, Donald Trump got got some people out. Oh, I have... Uh- I don't even want to go about Donald Trump because what he said last night. I, I understand. That's why I brought it up because, you know, he he does something that's good and then he turns around and stabs both Israel and Bibi Netanyahu in the back. Yeah. What did he do that was good? I have my mind turned off to him right now. What did he do that was so good? He got some Americans out. How? He sent a plane over there and loaded them up and got them out. Is that true? I yes. haven't seen that anywhere on yeah, the internet. It, it wasn't very many, but he, he did get some people out, um, you know, uh, and, and I'm like, okay, that's good. And then the very next day, he turns around and stabs Bibi and Israel in the back. He not only s- stabbed Bibi in the back, he out and out lied, purely unadulterated lied. And I'm sorry, I, right now, I can't stand that man. You know, I mean, you know, we go for years and years and years knowing that he and Bibi are personal friends. And then mm-hmm. he turns around and lies about him. And he, he turns mm-hmm. around and, and claims, claims that Bibi's trying to take credit for something Trump did. Bibi never tried to take credit for anything. No, not a thing ever. I have a theory. Okay. My my theory on this is that until last Saturday, October 7th, over in this country Donald Trump was getting all the press. Now, sure. granted most of it wasn't good press, you know, cuz most of it comes from the alphabet liberal media, right? But any press, even bad press, is publicity. And and Donald Trump loved that. But then last Saturday, the 7th of October, all of this began in Israel. And suddenly, MSNBC, CNN, ABC, CBS, NBC, they all turned their attention to Israel and away from Donald Trump. Yeah, even CNN is really fairly covering the the goings-on. And again, kudos to, to Fox News. I don't care what you think of Fox News, but they are doing a tremendous job. Yeah, and, and obviously MSNBC and NBC, uh, they're, they're pretty much, you know, sticking to the script that Israel bad, you know, yeah. Hamas good, right? Yeah. But... You know, all of a sudden, Donald Trump wasn't the <clears throat> the lead story in the twenty four seven news cycle. Israel was, and I mm-hmm. don't think his narcissism allows him to put up with that. So, what does he do? He has to somehow try to be derogatory toward both Israel and toward Bibi Netanyahu, just to get his name back out in the press. But you know what? He even went further than that since, since you know, you brought this up. I wasn't really prepared to talk about Trump tonight. I am that angry at him. I, I'm just saying. He actually 
praised the designated terrorist organization Hezbollah. They're very smart. He called them very smart people. Really, Donald? You just negated your standing for Jerusalem to be Israel's capital. You negated the Abraham Accords. In fact, you slapped those um, Arabic countries who now are siding with Israel. You slapped them in the face. And you know why? I did find out today why he's mad at Bibi. We have always called Craig and I Bibi Netanyahu, one of the world's last great statesmen. And when the election here in the United States was called for Joe Biden, and no, we know it's all uh, was all stolen. We're not saying it wasn't. But Netanyahu being a statesman and knowing he would have to work with Biden made a very brief phone call to Biden to say, Congratulations. I hope we can work together. Very short, very diplomatic mm-hmm. conversation. Trump was mad, furious. Can't stand that. He can't that take it. Netanyahu tried to make a bridge between the two countries, which was fracturing because of the election and everything. And Trump could not, he can't stand that. Yeah, I, you know, look, it, it just is what it is. And I don't want it to take away uh, from the conversation we're having about Israel. But I don't think we can have this conversation about Israel without bringing that up. Because Trump, even from the Republican side today, has been roundly criticized for that. And he's now trying to walk it back, of course. But yeah, I'm sorry, course. it's out there. No, what he was actually playing to was the amount of people in this country that are pro-Palestinian, that are against Israel. Maybe he thought he could sway some of their votes in his direction. To what what end? Why would you want their votes? I mean, look, I don't want to go into it anymore. I I just thought it needed to be brought up. You know, it's, it's Trump being Trump. And and he can't he can't stand not being the lead story. Uh, he can't stand that that Netanyahu is a diplomat and mm-hmm. and wanted to work continue to work with the United States because we're an important partner, you know. Um, and you're right. We you know you and I have always called Bibi one of the last great statesmen on earth. Yeah. But, but I've got a different title for him today. And I posted it up on my social media oh, yeah. uh, this afternoon. Um, the free world has a new leader in the absence of America, and his name is Bibi Netanyahu. That's very true. But I just want to say one more thing about this. Trump is entitled to his opinion. I'm not saying he's, he's not. But when a man is fighting in a war, for his country's very survival, fighting in a war against enemies we have not faced on this level in our country, you don't insult that man. What Trump forgot is one of the key things in politics. It's all about the timing. Yep. His timing sucked. And I hope every Jewish American in this country remembers what he said, when he said it, and why he said it. One of the reasons, another one of the reasons, I should say, that I'm supporting Ron DeSantis for president. It's going to get interesting over there in the next 12 to 24 hours, I think. I mean, it's already interesting, don't get me wrong. But I think I think the situation is going to ramp up. We've got Hezbollah now firing on Israeli military positions uh, in the northern part of Israel. Uh, Hezbollah, of course, is another one of Iran's proxies. So Iran is funding them. They're arming Hezbollah just as they arm Hamas and fund Hamas. Uh, and so once again, we see Iran sticking their nose 
uh, into this, uh, all the while claiming, of course, well, we're, we're not doing anything. Yeah, right, you're not doing anything. The problem is they've got uh, a bunch of liberals over here in this country that won't admit that Iran is the source of all this funding. And you forgot there's another player that has now entered the mix, albeit on a very small level, Syria. What they are trying to do is basically surround Israel, box Israel in, where Israel for- Israeli forces will be so bogged down on three fronts that these, these savages can run in and take over the country. But I think Netanyahu is a very smart and wise man. He's not going to let that happen. Right. And what these countries forget, you know, all Iran with their threats of nuclear and this and that, they forget how many little friends Israel has. Yes. Israel is the only nation in that region that is nuclear armed. Right. At this point, officially. Yeah, I'll, officially. I'll, throw, that, I'll throw that in. Um, yes. And they've got a lot of those nuclear arms. A lot. Little friends, I call them. Yes. Um, And obviously, they've got some extremely accurate precision bombs. Uh, Yes. Because when you watch the daytime video of places getting hit in Gaza City, I mean, you you take a high-rise building, and the precision bomb is hitting right where the wall of the building meets the ground, right at the foundation, and it just takes the building down immediately. Right. I mean, that's I mean that's like uh, putting a pinpoint on a pinpoint. They can do it. And people also forget Israel has an EMP device. We have one. It's not tested. Same goes for Russia. They've had preliminary tests, but they're they're not what we would call operational. The problem, I think, with an EMP device is it might be at this point limited in scope and not enough to use as a weapon per se. But at the same time, I also worry about Iran and let's say a biological attack on Iran if they see that Hamas is losing to Israel. Well, they're going to they're going to start seeing that pretty quick. I think okay, so. Because, you know, I don't care how heavily armed Hamas is. They don't have the the depth on the bench that Israel has and mm-hmm. they don't have the the technology that Israel has. Not um, even close. I mean, it's it's a night and day thing. And you know, I I think I think they're going to find out that that Hamas is getting their asses kicked pretty quick. So what will that? And that raises the question: What will be the response from Iran? Because this is what Iran wants. They want Israel wiped off the map, and they want their proxies to do it, so they don't get their little mullah hands dirty. Yeah. Right. Um. And Israel's had enough. They've they've had enough. And uh, you know. This this is not going to be a quick thing. This isn't going to be over in a in a week like the six day war. It's not going to last as long as Ukraine. Let's put it that way. I predict this war, Craig, will be over by the end of the year. I, I think that's probably reasonably accurate. Mm-hmm. I, and I, I, of course, uh, Israel will triumph. Um, but I, I don't think it's going to be as long as people think. Let me ask you this. What do you think Gaza, let's, let's start with Gaza city and then we'll, we'll talk about the rest of Gaza. Uh, what do you think Gaza city is going to look like when this is over? Do you think there's going to be anything left standing? No, I think it's going to have to be completely raised, uh, butchered over, you know, with, with, um, dirt, whatever. I don't think there's going to be anything of substance left there. And personally, I really don't care. Um, I, th- I think the smartest thing Israel could do 
when the actual fighting is over, is round up all the so-called Palestinians who are really Jordanians, who carry Jordanian passports and have Jordanian citizenship. I think Israel should round them all up and send them over to Jordan, deliver them to Abdullah's footstep and say, take your people back. Yep. These are your people. Deal with them. Yep. That's what I think should happen. And then I think that uh, the West Bank needs to come back into Israel. The biggest mistake they made was thinking that you can trade land for peace. And as the final good gesture, I think the Alaska Mosque should be dismantled. I wouldn't disagree with any of that. Um, Mm -hmm. One of the big problems, uh, you know, Gaza is small. I mean, it's, you know, let's, let's be honest. Um, 20 some miles long. long. Yeah. Yeah. And, and eight miles wide at the widest, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, section about three miles wide uh, up in the North where it's narrow. Over 2 million people crammed in there. One of the the most highly densely populated places on the planet. Underneath the ground, in that small area, and it's I know it's hard to hard to believe, but winding back and forth on multiple different levels, there are over three hundred miles of tunnels. Mm-hmm. Now that's probably where the the hostages are being held. Um, what does Israel do? About the tunnel system. These are deep think, enough that I don't think they can get to them with bunker busters. No, uh, I saw a report on that this this afternoon. The bunker busters can reach there. The problem is you, you've got to make sure we've got, if that's where the hostages are, they've all got to be gotten out of there. Because if you drop those bunker busters, yes, they're going to take out the tunnels, but they're going to cave in great sections of that land. That land is going to be useless. The biggest hill the Israelis have to climb is those tunnels. And and working their way through the tunnels, clearing out the tunnels, uh, finding the hostages. My guess, if I had to guess, and I hate to say it out loud, but I think the the vast majority of those hostages are doomed. I think what will happen is if they get an inkling that Israel is close, they will kill the hostages and then claim their martyrs and kill themselves and get their 72 virgins in their minds. In their- <laughs> you know, one thing we have to remember is Israel is better at this than any other country in the world. When it comes to hostage rescue, they wrote the book on it, and they really wrote the book on it with Entebbe. Oh, yes. If if people are not familiar with that, look it up. Mm -hmm. Right on Entebbe, yes. Yeah. Um, And ever since, they've gotten better and better and better at it. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, uh, they've got a, they've got a, a massive amount of work cut out for them uh, when they get to those tunnels, uh, you know, to, to have any chance of getting any of the hostages back alive. Um, those tunnels need to be destroyed. Yeah, totally. Totally. In, in fact, Craig, the whole country needs to be bulldozed over. Israel needs to take the land back. And I'm serious ship them all to Abdullah. That's where they belong. That's their homeland. We're not denying them a homeland. They have a homeland. It's called Jordan. In the meantime, you've got 2.3 million people with nowhere to go because nobody wants them. Egypt doesn't want them. Lebanon doesn't want them. Jordan doesn't want them. The Arab Emirates, they don't want them. Saudi Arabia doesn't want them. Saudis don't want them. Um, what do you do with them in the meantime? You know, did you ever wonder why these oh. countries don't want their fellow brethren? Well, I mean, you know, it it is what it is. Yeah. Okay. They they regard the the area. This isn't this isn't you know white bread America talking here. 
right. the region. They look at the quote-unquote Palestinians as the dregs of the earth, and they want nothing to do with them. Yeah. Yeah. They just want the land. They can, They want their Levant back. Uh, their but, problem is they need to move on from the 6th century because they apparently, you know, you want to go back to the 6th century, we'll help you. But you obviously cannot live in the 21st century. There's something inherently wrong with the mindset of these people. It's, It's a staggering situation over there. Obviously, the atrocities that occurred a week ago on Saturday... That's that's just part of it, you know. But when you really start pulling back the different layers of the onion, Hamas took over um, in in Gaza in two thousand five. And they have seven, okay. Well, but no, no, they started in two thousand five. They gained full control of Gaza in 2007. They want it as a base of operations from which to launch attacks to wipe Israel off the map. Exactly. That's that's why Hamas wants it, and Hamas is Iran. Right. And better yet, Hamas is ISIS reborn, if you will. They're one and the same. There's no difference. There's no separation. There's no error between the two. Okay, they they are 100% one and the same. Mm-hmm. And what the United Nations, by refusing today to label Hamas as a terrorist organization, what the UN is saying is that Israel just has to find a way to live with the people that want to wipe them off the face of the earth. Well, Bibi's had it. He's had it yeah. with that. He's had it with giving up land for peace. Obviously, that doesn't work. He's had it with the United Nations. He's had it with Iran. He's had it with Hezbollah. He's had it with the Syrians. I think he's pretty close to having had it with the Jordanians at this oh, point. Oh, he, the, the, the king, yeah, no, he's he's had it with the king. The king is also the root cause of a lot of these problems, too. Um, Abdullah is not his father. His father, King Hussein, many times made flat-out statements, the Palestinians or Jordanians, they belong here. Abdullah will have no part of it because this group of people, they're not educated. They're they're in my eyes their their actions have proved them to be subhuman. I'm I, sorry. I no agree. no human with any conscience goes around cutting the head off of three month old, nine month old babies. I'm sorry, that's just not done. It, it you know, it it is what it is and BB is sick of it. If if Hamas, if Iran, if Hezbollah, if all those bad actors have accomplished anything in the last six days, is they have brought Israel together, both as a yes. nation and politically. Yeah, the factions have now all united with Bibi against this. And, and I talk about this a little bit in my article coming for um, Monday. Israel is now a totally united country. Yep. You can't say that for this country. Now, you're taking on the savagery and the the that whole dark end of it. Well, let's put it this way. Let, let's just say, Craig, my title says it all from the bowels of hell. Next week, I am taking on the enemies within. I am looking at the different factions within our country, and not only in our country, but in other countries, that are standing up and backing Hamas, these savages. Right. And, and I've got some solutions in mind for them, some ramifications, let's say, consequences, mm-hmm. let's say. 
So you don't want to miss next Tuesday's show. You don't want to miss Diane's blog, thepatriotfactor.blogspot.com on Monday. You don't want to miss The National Patriot on Monday. And you certainly don't want to miss Right Side Patriots next Tuesday night because we're going to bring this all out in the open. But with that, Diane, yes. we've run out of time for this show. I know we have to at least get our um, coffee or whatever because we know we got a long night ahead of us because Again. I think something's going to happen tonight. We'll be on it, folks, and uh, yes. we'll get you all up to speed next week. Diane, time to say good night. Good night, guys. Have yourselves a great weekend, folks. Best weekend you can possibly have under the circumstances. We'll see you again on Tuesday. Bye-bye.